0: It's my time for God's favor. It's my time to be blessed. Amen. I believe it's my time. It may not be your time. You may not believe it, but I believe it's my time for God's favor. It's my time to be blessed. If you believe it's your time, I want you to shout out, it's my time. For God's favor, it's my time to be blessed. you believe it? I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Not only do I believe it, but I claim it in Jesus' name. Ephesians 1 and 3, blessed be the God and our Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Thank God. Thank God having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. I want to preach for a while tonight on the subject destined for adoption. Destined for adoption. Lord, I ask you to give me your grace to hear your voice and to speak your word. Anoint ears to hear. God, I am claiming tonight that you will use this word to ignite something. I'm asking you, God, to give me divine direction to walk in the Holy Ghost, to minister in the Spirit, to obey your will, and to do your work. I pray, God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to rest on this congregation. God, that the sweet presence of your Spirit would move on every pew and every aisle and every corner of this church and rest upon your people and speak to them by your divine Spirit. God, I bind the voice of the enemy tonight. I silence the voice of the flesh. And I release the voice of your spirit to talk to us in this house. We bind every power of darkness, of doubt and unbelief. Every demonic spirit of hell that would try to cause division and confusion. And God, we loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon this house. Because I believe it's our time for your favor. And it's our time to be blessed. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, let it be done by the authority in the, of the Word of God. And everybody said, Amen. give the Lord a great praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated. The vision church was born in a mighty move of the Spirit of God. The Bible said in Acts chapter number 19 and verse number 1 and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples he said unto them have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed and they said Unto him we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Well, he knew that if they hadn't been preached about the Holy Ghost, they probably weren't baptized right. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Brothers and sisters, that was the mighty beginning of the Ephesian church. It went from a meeting with one preacher and 12 men. To a citywide revival. From a citywide revival, it went to a regional revival. And then it went to an international revival, to the point that the Bible said that it impacted all of Asia. In that revival, witches brought their occultic materials to the church, and their books were burned and they were converted. And the Bible said in Acts 19 and 20, so mightily grew the word of God, and prevail. They fought many battles to continue in revival. Later on, Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, and he said in 1 Corinthians 16, 8 and 9, he said, I will tarry at Jerusalem until Pentecost. It's not my message, but let me just throw in here that some people need to hear something right now. Don't give up before you have your Pentecost. You stay until you have your breakthrough. He said, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. There's a great opportunity for the church in Ephesus, but there are a lot of enemies that want to stop and stifle what God is trying to do. And so I'm going to stay here until Pentecost comes. You have to outlast your enemies in life, my brothers and sisters. Paul said, I am not quitting until Pentecost comes. The battle to build a great church in Ephesus was intense. 1 Corinthians 15, 32, Paul said, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus. I have fought with beasts. Revival does not just happen. Revival is not cheap. Revival takes sacrifice and spiritual warfare. There are many adversaries to revival. We fight beasts when it comes to trying to have a move of God. There are spiritual forces that want to stop what God is doing here. The kingdom of darkness and its demonic forces are interested in hindering the work and the will of God. He'll use division Discord, disunity, discouragement, depression, distractions. He'll bring offenses, obstacles, false opinions, and all kinds of things that will come to fight revival. We fight beasts to continue to have a move of God in this place. The church at Ephesus persevered and continued to have this great revival, which brings us to our text tonight's message because this revival in Ephesus is what started the church that we're reading about tonight. It brings us to our first verse, Ephesians 1 and 3. The passage begins with an admonition that God is to be blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you that worship is always a good place to start. So why don't we start by doing it right now? God, I love you. Lord, I worship you. God, I praise you. God, I give you my worship. The Apostle Paul told the Ephesian church that God is to be blessed. The Greek word here for blessed means literally to be praised or adored, that God should be praised and God should be adored. For many reasons, God deserves our worship, but one of the multitude of reasons to bless him, as Paul continued to say, was because he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has, we bless him because he has blessed us. The word blessed as used here in this particular passage is the Greek word. That means, it actually is a, it's a, it's a combination of two words. The word is eulogio and it's two words in the Greek. The first one is eu, and the second one is logos and eu. Means good word and or good and logos means a word, good word. God has good worded us, amen. Oh, God, He said, You ought to bless God because God has good worded you, God has spoken a good word over your life, over your family. Over your soul, and that good word brings all spiritual blessings. God has proclaimed that you would receive all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. It's my time for God's favor, it's my time to be blessed. God has promised that you would receive all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. God has determined that you are going to be blessed. It doesn't rest in the hands of your critics or your adversaries. It's not in the hands of those that oppose you. It's not in the hands of those who think you can't do it, shouldn't do it, shouldn't have it, don't deserve it. The devil's not in charge of your blessings. The world's not in charge of your blessings. God has spoken a good word over you and that good word is that you're going to be It's my time for God's favor. It's my time to be blessed. God has decided for miracles to happen in this place. God has decided for healing to happen in this place. God has decided for deliverance to happen in this place. God has decided for signs and wonders to happen in this place. God has decided that his anointing will will be poured out in this place. God has decided that souls will be saved, the gifts of the Spirit poured out, that financial blessings will come. God has good worded this congregation. spoken a word over this assembly and that word is that you're going to receive all spiritual blessings and the devil can't stop it and hell can't stop it every demon can't stop it a bad economy can't stop it a wicked cult because God when God speaks his word it's forever settled holy boldness coming on me right now. I'm telling you that we are people of promise. It doesn't matter how bad you think you are, God spoke a good word on you. It doesn't matter how far gone you think you are, God spoke a good word in you. What you ought to do is open your mouth and say, God, I receive it in Jesus' name. It's my time. I'm going to throw my disclaimer out there, and I'm only going to do it once, and I'm not going to do it again. But I'm the pastor of this church, and so I understand. We have we everywhere I travel, I have people come up. We watch your service. We watch your service. I, I preached I preached district conference in Tennessee Friday night, and the uh, and the pastor of the church came up to me, and they said, Pastor, I got to tell you a testimony. And uh, they said we watch your services, and we watch we watch your, your your music team, and we watch you preach. And man, it blesses us. And they, they said that uh, my daughter is backslid. That's what the pastor told me. My daughter is backslid, and and she called me crying the other night, and she said, "Mama, I got a friend, and I, I got to get my friend in rehab. And there's a place that will take her. And and but she don't have the money. And I don't, and and but but mama, if she doesn't get some help, she's not going to make it." And and the mother, she said, she said, I, I don't, she said, I don't talk like this. I don't give money away without permission. She said, but but I just spoke it. She said, if you'll come up with half, I'll pay the other half. And when she said it, she said, Oh no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> she said, but but uh, and, and so we got off the phone, and she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And 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 they checked up on the rehab, and they called, and 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 she went to to. To brotherhood and, and not to the brotherhood, but to brotherhood. This is sisterhood, I'm talking about. And and she went to she went to her husband Brotherhood. And and he said, he said, they don't believe what we believe. We I, I don't know that we can can pay for her to go to this re- religious rehab because they don't believe what we believe. And and she said, I know, I don't know what, what I was saying. And then and then a few hours later her daughter called again and said, I said, we got to get help. She said, if you'll come up with half, I'll come up with half. And she said, it came out again. I didn't even know. She said, a few days later, my daughter called and said, Mama, I got half. Okay, I'll give you the other half. And I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, I don't know why she's telling me this story. She said, but, Pastor, she said, there's a rehab in Pontotoc, Mississippi that they put this girl in. And she came to your church a few weeks ago and was filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. I'm telling you right now that God has decided that this place is a house of revival. I'm not gonna apologize to any other church and I'm not gonna qualify it other than to tell you that this is not just any other church. This is not just any other congregation. This is a congregation that God has spoken a good word over, and it's our time. It's our time. It's our time. It's this church's time for revival, and it's this church's time to be blessed. I'm not talking about this piano, this fake piano. It's an old piano case with a keyboard in it. It can't have revival. That organ can't have revival. These chairs can't have revival. This table can't have revival this carpet can't have revival when i talk about this church having revival there's only one way this church can have revival and that's if you have revival so what i'm preaching right now is breakthrough for your family miracles for your family deliverance for your family healing for your family holy ghost for your family so when i preach about this church having revival somebody that wants all that ought to shout and say i claim it I claim it. I take the good word. I receive it in Jesus' name. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time. This is not just another church. This is a good worded congregation. God has spoken over. Not just temporary earthly blessings that soon vanish away. But with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He's going to give you all spiritual blessings and they're going to be secured in a heavenly place that the world can't take, that the devil can't take, that the earth can't take. God, God has given us so much, so many spiritual blessings, peace and joy and mercy and grace and salvation and sanctification filled with the Holy Ghost. He's brought me through valleys I didn't think I could navigate. He brought me over mountains I didn't think I could climb. He brought me through rivers that I didn't think I could cross. I can't help but praise Him for the spiritual blessings in heavenly places that He gave when I thought I'd lose my mind. He showed up when I was broken and didn't know what to do. He showed up when I was overwhelmed by life. He picked me up. I gotta thank Him. I gotta bless Him. Because he blessed me. When the enemy tried to destroy me, God showed up. I'm here and I'm blessed with all manner of spiritual blessings and I don't apologize. In the next verse, according as he hath chosen us in him. Oh, hallelujah. And I don't know why God chooses some of the people He chooses. Why in the world would He choose a stuttering shepherd? But He did. Why would He use three Hebrew slaves in Babylon? But He did. Why would He use an unlearned and ignorant fisherman? But He did. I'm tired of hearing people's excuses of why they can't do anything for God. If you're here, you're called. If you're here, you're chosen. No matter what your past looks like, you're chosen. No matter what your your rap sheet looks like, you're chosen. No matter what your insufficiencies, inabilities, incapabilities, you've been chosen by God according as he hath chosen us. I don't know why God chose Bethlehem, but he did. I don't know why he didn't choose a church in New York, L.A., Chicago, or Seattle, but he chose this one. I don't know why he did, but I'm glad he did, and I receive it in Jesus' name. It's my time for God's favor. It's my time. What God's getting I'm, I'm in a prophetic mode right now. What God's getting ready to do on this hillside is going to shock the world. What God's getting ready to do in your lives is going to rock the world. When God gets through with this place, this world is going to take notice that God has done something in a little old country village that's supernatural because God has chosen it. I'm not apologizing for believing that this is the heartbeat of revival and God's going to pour it out. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. I have no special abilities, I have no talents. I tell people that I can't do anything and it's the truth. I can't sing, I can't play an instrument, I have zero artistic abilities, I have no creative side at all, no special skills. But I have one thing that trumps all other insufficiencies. I've been chosen by God. There's more talented preachers, there's more gifted preachers, and that's good for them. But I know one thing, I've been chosen by God for what God's doing right now. And so I don't back up and I don't apologize. I'm ready to see what God's getting ready to do in this place. We have been chosen. You have been chosen. You have been chosen. You are the congregation that God has chosen to pour a mighty revival out in this time, in this hour. The word chosen means selected, handpicked, and called out. Out of a family with histories of alcoholism and abuse on both sides, he chose me. Out of a family with a backslidden preacher for a father, he chose me. For a portion of my youth, we barely got by. There was an organization in our hometown called the Goodfellows, And they collected used toys from people and gave them to poor families for Christmas. I remember one particular year, all we got were Goodfellows toys. I got a metal toy submarine with a dent in it. My hair was always too long because haircuts cost $2. But God looked at a government cheese-eating, long-haired little boy and chose him. I'm blessed because I've been chosen by God. And I don't apologize for being blessed. Some of you shouldn't be here right now. You shouldn't have survived the stuff you've been through. You shouldn't have made it through your addiction and your trial and your divorce and your trouble. You shouldn't have made it through all the stuff you've had. You shouldn't have made it through your abusive childhood. You shouldn't have made it coming up after your alcoholic dad. But somehow God chose you, and here you are. And you ought to stand up and say, God, thank you for choosing me. I had no, You had no reason to, but I've been chosen. Uh. Look, if you're, if you're fighting a mental battle right now, he's not preaching to me, he's preaching to somebody else. There's no way I can be chosen. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I am talking to you. You've been chosen by God. God brought you here tonight for a reason. You're not here by accident. You just come and wander here. You're here because God wants you to know he chose you and everybody in your world, he chose you, he gave you everything you need to be revived and used of God. You've been chosen. He has chosen us. He has chosen us. I've heard the story. I heard it earlier this week. Brother J. Frank Wilson, longtime pastor of this church. Somebody was telling him how good God had been to him. He said, God sure has been good to you, elder. And Bishop Wilson, Brother Wilson, responded to him, i tried to be good to God, too. I've been chosen and blessed, but I've tried to be good to God, too. I poured money into mission fields and building programs. I poured money into evangelists and pastors and families in this church when they had need. And I don't apologize for God blessing me because I've always been willing to give and to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm telling you, this church, you, you and I, all of us, we're handpicked by God and selected for a purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Can can you throw verse number four back up for me, please? I want to make sure we get it. According as he hath chosen us in him. When did he choose us? Before the foundation of the world. You were chosen before your mom and dad ever met each other. You were chosen before your grandparents were even thought of. You were chosen before your great-great-grandparents ever kissed for the very first time. You were chosen but from the foundation of the earth. That when God started to put the earth together, He said, I got a church in Bethlehem, and I'm going to let Ronnie be part of it. I'm going to let David be part of it. I'm going to bring Marshall into it. You were chosen before the foundation. That means your destiny is greater than whatever you've done in your life. It's been planned out. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me uh, drive the point home a little bit more. Jeremiah 1 and 5, before I formed thee. When? Before. When? Before. Come on, shout it out. When? Before. before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't wait for your mom and dad to hook up. Right. And then I came up with a plan for you. I had a plan for you before your mom and dad ever knew each other's first name. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. I designed you. Before there was ever a cell of you, I designed you already with a purpose in mind. Before I reached down in the dust and made Adam, I already had you in mind. That's Bible. I'm in the book. I am in the Bible. Am I in the book? Did you read it with me? Before God uttered the the word let, in let there be light. Before the very foundation of the world, before I even thought about letting there be light, I already had Kevin designed in my mind. I already, before the foundation of the world, I already designed it. And he told Jeremiah, before you were even in the womb, I already had a plan for you. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what the devil tells you, as far as you're no good, you can't do it. If God planned that long, God doesn't plan trash, God doesn't plan garbage. God doesn't plan failure. You may have made some mistakes. You may have had some hiccups. But dear God, get up and keep on going because God's got a plan and a purpose in your life. Jesus. This verse is scientifically and spiritually amazing. Because science believes that it's basically by chance that a specific seed of a baby's father causes conception and finds the egg in the womb. There are between 50 million and 500 million seeds donated by the male with opportunities for fertilization. Each one with a different genetic potential. Each one with a different possibility of a genetic transfer. But God said before you were formed in the womb, I already knew you. I had decided which of the 500 million possibilities I already wanted to make you just exactly like you are. Amen. It wasn't by chance and it wasn't happenstance. I picked the exact one out of 5 million 500 million just to make you exactly how you are because the purpose that I had in you is too great to leave it to chance so I organized it all and you don't believe what I'm preaching right now because if you did you would stand there and you'd say God thank you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made I'm made with purpose I'm made with a plan I may not have lived up to my destiny yet but that doesn't mean there's not destiny inside of me A literal reading of verse 4, where before the foundation, the word foundation, he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. The world foundation there means conception or to conceive. Before I even thought of the world, I already chose you. The point is that this church and its members were in the mind of God long before the obstacles to growth ever presented themselves. Long before there was an opposition government and culture to revival, God had already decided this is going to be a revival church. Long before gas climbed up to whatever it climbed up to and everything, every expense jumped. God had already decided this gonna be a revival church. Long before there was a COVID, God already said, I'm gonna go ahead and give them revival in the middle of COVID. In 2020, when churches are shut down for weeks, I'm still gonna give them a hundred soul revival that year. And then in 21, I'm gonna give them another one. And so far this year, we baptized 86 people already in Jesus' name. God said, I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna go ahead and pour it out. Before there was a COVID, before there was a government, before there was an economy, before there was an enemy, before there was a Hollywood, before all that, God had already thought it up in his mind. I'm going to let Bethlehem have revival. I've already chosen them. I spoke a good Said you chose me, you blessed me, you spoke a good word over me. You chose me. I want to know why you did it, God. Why me? Why the long-haired, dented submarine, government cheese eaten half Puerto Rican kid in one of the worst neighborhoods in the city? Why? Having predestinated us. Determined beforehand, appointed in advance, ordained before, decreed by God, having predestinated us. God, why did you give me a destiny? Why, God, out of all the cities in the world, I mean, I, I go on travel sites. I, I, I look on Kayak.com and Expedia.com and Orbitz, American Airlines. United, man, I, I tried to get that flight to Poland. It's the most expensive flight I bought in four years. I kept trying. And, and you know what? All the time, it'd pop up and have all these destinations. And not one time did Potts Camp Mississippi ever pop up as a destination. Our tourism... I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for this church, there would be no tourism here. This community has no idea how blessed they are that there's a praying church here. Only God knows what demonic forces have been pushed back out of this community because there's a Holy Ghost-filled, holiness, Jesus-named church. Uh, Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. They, they, can I let me let me go ahead and risk a little bit more? But the church is within an hour, two-hour drive of us. They have no idea how many demons we fought in prayer, and worship, and preaching, so that they could have revival as well. I'm telling you, God set this church here. For a purpose. It is a regional revival center that God is raising up. And one of the reasons He's doing it is to prove you don't have to have a million population or a half million population. You don't have to have a thousand factories that pour money into the church to make it. God said, I'll raise it up in the middle of a field on top of a hill and I'll bless it and I'll use it. And I'll you don't believe what I'm preaching, but I believe it. It's my time. It's my time for God's favor, and it's my time. What were we blessed for? What were we chosen for? What were we predestined for? God, what is your purpose in giving us all this out here in the boondocks? God, what is your purpose for giving us such a beautiful auditorium to worship in? A beautiful piece of land. All the stuff. All the talent. All the ability. All the things that you poured into this church. All the people that you blessed as they came. I had a man come to me a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and he told me. He said. He said, you know, we started that Bible study. Uh, We started a Bible study a few months ago. He said, we started that Bible study, and since we started that Bible study, I've made $15,000 in raises. He said, sign me up. Sundays at 5 o'clock, you're in. Let me tell you something. When God chooses to pour the blessings on somebody's life, it doesn't matter. In the middle of a bad economy, raise. And when businesses are struggling to pay gas prices for their raises, one after the other, after the, You don't have to shout about it. But if you don't shout about it, you might not get it yourself. God, why'd you do it? If you can't rejoice for somebody else's blessing, you don't deserve your own blessing. help my smart aleck nature to back off so I can preach what you want me to preach. But God, I get frustrated when you bring promises into a room like this and there's people that throw it off as if there's no value to it. I'm telling you, there's all value. It's all spiritual blessings. I'm trying to tell somebody, you can have anything you want in God, but you can't have it being half-hearted, cold, dead, and dried up. You have to get some life. Your response to the preached word of God reflects your faith in what the word is telling you. God, having predestinated us, what was I blessed for? What was I chosen for? What was I predestined for? God, what was your purpose in all of that? Verse number five, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. God blessed us to win souls. Not because we're so cute. Not because we're so good. Not because we're so talented. Not because we're so smart. The only reason he did it is because I want to use you to win more people for me. I'm going to give you these blessings because I trust you to use them. To help somebody else find me. I'm going to put it in your hand. Because I believe that when I put it in your hand, you're going to do something. I've been destined because of adoption. He's blessed us for one reason. He's chosen us for one reason. And that is to reach people with this gospel. God has predestined us to adopt children into his great family. that's the only reason this church is blessed because this church decided a long time ago that anybody that's hungry for God can come and find him that if you're poor, we don't care, come on that if you're a minority, come on we still want you that if you're broken, if you've messed up if you've ruined your reputation just come on, it's okay this church is about adopting people hallelujah oh, thank God Hallelujah. The reason this church has been blessed, because this church is willing to say, Michael, you had a rough time growing up. You had a rough go of it. You've had some struggles. When you came, you were addicted to drugs and alcohol. Hurt, wounded, frustrated. Am I wrong yet? And when he came, this church said, welcome home, son. That's why we're blessed, because God wanted us to adopt Michael into the family of God. And when Devin came along with no history, with no family in the church, nobody to tell him, Devin, get up and go to church. Devin, get up and go to church. Devin, get up and go to church. The first few weeks Devin was here, I wondered why he hung around every night till the lights were turned out. Why he just hung around, hung around. What I didn't know is, as a senior in high school, he's living in his car. Nobody's telling him just to get up and come to church. But when he walked through the doors, we said, Come on, welcome home, Devin. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the family. To Gabby, years ago when you came with two little boys, single mom, just barely trying to get by, just hoping that you could survive, God helped someone from another apostolic church said, don't go down there. They're racist. They won't want you there. But when you came, what would you find out? Love. We said, welcome home. We adopted another one. And when we got her... We got these two eggheads. Welcome to the family, boys. Cause we've been—that's why we're here. That's why we've been blessed. That's what this church is all about. That's what we're here for. We've been blessed for the adoption of children. When you were out, how many years? Twenty years out doing meth, and 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 I don't, I don't even know what else, but a lot of other stuff. And the world had given up on her. And everybody said, no, 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 there's no hope for her. But she got in a rehab and came out of the rehab and came here. And you know what we said? Welcome home. We'll adopt you. We know you got a past. Clayton, you got nobody associated with this church. But when you came, we didn't worry about where you come from, what your past had been like all the stuff and all the mess you've been in we said welcome home Clayton we just adopted another one and baptized him in Jesus name from a family steeped in false doctrine and false religion this boy came to church and decided that he wanted to turn the trend of generations of his family he decided he wanted to come to the house of God and when he came we said welcome home son we adopted another one You get what I'm preaching? That's why we're here. That's why we're blessed. That's why God has made this church what it is. Because we're willing. And if we ever lose it, we lose everything. If we ever put up walls and say we don't want you or you or you, then we'll stop everything that God wants to do. This church has, that's why we're here. This is why 77 years ago in a one-room schoolhouse on a gravel road just down there that God decided to kiss this backwoods country church with a revival that shook its old community because God looked ahead and said in 2022, I got a church that's going to have one of the greatest revivals that's going on in America. That's why we're blessed. That's why we're here that's why God's chosen it. That's why we and that's everything that we're about. In him for his stab wounds to heal a little bit. Came to the church, nothing to offer. But you came. And you know what? When you came, welcome home, son. We got another adoption. Are you getting what I'm preaching? This is our destiny. This is what we're here for. This is what God's chosen us for. In the one-room schoolhouse 77 years ago, God looked ahead and said, anybody can come here. It's a place for revival. And God... I wish somebody would help me talk in tongues right now. I feel what I'm preaching in the bones of my spirit. Can I, I feel? I feel the realization that we are walking in the blessings of God because there's divine destiny on us, because there's divine purpose on us. There's a divine call of God. That's why God has chosen to bless us. There's nothing too dirty that you can't make worthy. Wash in the blood of your sacrifice. There's nothing too dirty that God can't make worthy. There's no life too broken. There's no one too far gone. Your demons aren't greater than the Holy Ghost. The devil's words aren't greater than God's word. The name Lucifer isn't greater than the name of Jesus. There's power, power, wonder working power in the blood. Oh, I feel a rising in my spirit right now. I feel something coming up in this place. I feel a breakthrough happening. It's a realization. It's a realization of who we are and what part we play in this time, in this place. We are blessed and destined for the adoption It's destiny. It's destiny on you. It's destiny on you to be a part of this great revival. It's destiny on you to be a part. We've been predestined for it. It was been in the plan before the foundation of the world. Ha. Huh. so glad you were here. I know you're embarrassed that I'm talking to you in front of God and everybody. You've had some hard licks in life. I remember the night I laid down in bed and I got the call that your husband killed himself. And I walked into that house two beautiful little babies. You struggled over the years, didn't you? It's not something that you don't overcome. Drug problems, legal problems. I want you to know something. When you came here, you came home. Welcome to the family. Give her a hug and pray with her. My my point that I'm trying to illustrate that this world is full of people that need a home, that need a family that need somebody to care willing to look beyond what everybody else thinks about them, what they've done, what they've committed and they need somebody just to reach out and say welcome home we've got a place here for you that's our destiny, this is what we're here for, this is why we have what we have, it's because we have been destined To adopt. God, let the spirit of adoption get a hold of this church. God, let the spirit of adoption get a hold of us. This is why we need that new building. We gotta make room. We gotta make room for more drug addicts. We gotta make room for more criminals. We gotta make room for more alcoholics. We gotta make room for more people that are frustrated with denominationalism. We gotta make room for more people that are suicidal and depressed and addicted and broken and empty and wounded. We gotta make more room for children who are abused when they go home, but they find a little peace when they come to the house of God. It's our destiny. It's what we're here for. It's why we're here right now. We've been predestined for adoption. Brothers and sisters, this is our destiny. This is our purpose. This is why we're here. It's to the praise of the glory of His grace. It's to prove to the world that God's grace is greater than their addiction. It's greater than their depression. It's greater than their brokenness. That God's grace is bigger than their mistakes and their failures and their crime and whatever they've done. It's bigger than their family tree. It's bigger than their dysfunction that we have been called to the praise of the glory of His grace. The joy of salvation. God, restore the joy. Restore the years that the locust and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm have eaten. God, let joy be restored by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, by the gift of your spirit in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. adoption center we're an adoption center that's why it's our time for God's favor and it's our time to be blessed that's why because we're an adoption center that's why this is our time, and this is our moment. And if we miss our time, we missed it forever. We've got to seize the moment, people. It's time. This is the time. This is our time. This is our time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'd like everybody in the church to lift your hands to heaven. And I want you to begin to ask God to use you for the Bethlehem Adoption Agency. I want you to begin to ask God, Lord, Everything you've given me was given to me for the purpose of reaching people. Every gift you've given me, every talent you've given me, every dollar you've given me, you gave me for the adoption of children unto Christ Jesus. All the things you've brought me through over the years. All the trials you brought me through. All the disappointments, the frustrations, the hurts, the sicknesses that you delivered me from. You did it all because there's a destiny on me to be part of an adoption church in Bethlehem. Amen. Lift your hands. God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, son. That's right. Speak it out. That's it. That's it. The boy's getting the Holy Ghost right now. We adopted another one. Jesus. Somebody ought to rejoice. We just had another adoption at Bethlehem tonight. It's late. I know it's late. Folks, we got, we got something we got to do. We got to get that building going. Y'all still with me? We, we got to get it done. We've had one man donate all the wood. So far, we've not asked for anything. From this congregation, but look, at, look around. We got to get that thing going. You believe what I'm saying? Are you with? Got to seize our moment. It takes time. It takes sacrifice. It takes energy. It takes money. I need. I need about five or ten of you guys to divide that up and walk through the congregation. Brad, thank you for the donation of the lumber. Thank you. Thank you for stepping up. It was an answer to my prayers. Because I prayed. I prayed, God, I don't want to force this church into a building program. I want them to push me into it. And as we start having revival, Brother Benny, you kept saying, Brother V, we got to get, get going. We got to get going. I prayed, thank you every day. This man's working himself. Yes. Not just him, Brother Daniel Riley is here with him all the time. Brother Bobby Watson's here all the time. Bishop Wilson's here all the time. A lot of other people are coming around and helping. It is our destiny. To do this for the glory of God. Now look. It, it's, it's, I only made enough for about one per family. So everybody can't get one. So if, 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 if there's more than one for family. Pass it around. But what I'm going to ask you to do. Is I'm going to ask you to take this paper. And I'm going to ask you to pray that God gives you direction. For a sacrificial offering. Not just from abundance. But sacrificial. You have options on there. For weekly Monthly, one time. But I want, you to, I want you to pray. I want you to say, God, you give me direction. And then, God, when you give me direction, then I'm going to do my best to make it happen. Brother Ronnie, thank you for your $10,000 pledge that you told me about before church. Got, it looks like he's got a check. I don't know. Oh, no, he's got a pledge paper. <laughs> I, I jumped the gun a little bit. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I didn't talk to my wife. I hope she's out in the kitchen already. Is she? Oh Lord, there you are. We're going to pledge fifty thousand dollars. I don't know how we're, I'm going to do a lot of preaching. I bet, but we won't give fifty thousand dollars to the building program. I don't know how you're going to do it, but good luck. <laughs> We'll figure it out in Jesus' name. I want you to pray. I want you to ask God to lay it on your heart. But whatever God blesses you to give, just remember that that's not all he can give. Lord, in Jesus' name. God, I pray for the anointing to give to your kingdom come on these men and women, young people and children. God, this is our destiny. It's my time for God's favor. And it's my time to be blessed. And now, God, I'm going to step in by faith. And I'm going to believe that you're going to speak. And you're going to take care of it. Now, look, I'm not asking you to turn it in tonight. If you don't know, if God hasn't spoken to you, then I'm not asking you to turn it in tonight. But what I am asking is for you to take it, pray. If you already know, if God already spoke, write it down, turn it in. That's good. But I want us to pray together. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us your direction. Let your hand be on this congregation to reach its potential and its promise and our destiny to adopt children into the kingdom. And that God, as we give into your kingdom, that you open heaven and pour out blessings that there's not room enough to receive. And God, I pray, Lord Jesus, let your blessing come upon these people to use them for your glory. God, I'll bless you because you blessed me, chose me, and predestinated me to be a part of this work and what you're doing. And so, God, I pray that as people open their lives to you, God, that you heal their diseases, you minister to their minds, you touch their families, their marriages, their children, their workplaces, their businesses, and that, God, that heaven would open for them in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to lift your hands up high, and I want you to pray. You've listened to me pray. I want you to pray. That God would help us reach our destiny. We'll spend what comes in. If we need more, we'll, take, we'll ask for more. But we're going to build this building in Jesus' name. We're going to fill it up in Jesus' name. We'll have Holy Ghost revival in Jesus' name. I'll rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. I'll rebuke the enemy that lies and says it can't happen because I know I've got a good word from God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now reach over and pray for somebody close to you. Amen. Begin to pray the blessings of God on their life. Spiritual blessings. Amen. Aaron, it's your time for God's favor. It's your time to be blessed. Bobby, it's your time for God's favor. It's your time to be blessed. Brian, it's your time for God's favor. It's your time to be blessed. Leanne, it's your time for God's favor. It's your time to be blessed. Michael, it's your time for God's favor. It's your time to be blessed. Daniel, it's your time for God. Daniels, it's your time for God's favor. Connor, it's your time for God's favor. Jonathan and Christian, it's your time for God's favor. It's your time to be blessed. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Open heaven, God, and pour out blessings that there's not room enough to receive. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Bishop Wilson, I'm going to ask you to come up and close the service. I know I surprised you with that, but uh, but if no, if any, if you can't do it, nobody can. So I'm not going to try.
1: Amen. Oh my, what a word we've heard tonight. This is so encouraging, so uplifting, prophetic, heaven sent. Let me tell you something, you will not outgive God. Whatever you give, expect it back and more. You always reap more than you sow. Let's see what God's going to do. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for taking care of us tonight. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to sow into your kingdom, sow into the work of God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this church the past few years, past 77 years, actually. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the new people we're going to get, because we're not afraid to give. We're not afraid to worship. We're not afraid to invite. We're not afraid to witness. In Jesus' name, we receive it. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name, I receive it. Go out and get you something good to eat and enjoy the fellowship.